When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who can go to trap sons and traps? Trap sons and trap don'ts. Tuni sons to hook them double land. That is told and double the moral time. Hey, welcome to Brighto MMA Rose Podcast. Me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson. Hey, hey. We got a special show today. We got Colby Covington calling in or Skype zooming in. It's going to be amazing. I want to thank Speedweed, our sponsor. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. Get it delivered right to you, especially now during the pandemic. Don't leave your house to go to a dispensary. Probably a lot of germs in there. Okay. However, they will take care of you. Speedweed.com. Go to Speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed. Great people. Mention MMA Roasted. You get 10% off, $100 or more. Meanwhile, this I you know, was like happier this weekend because of the UFC. It was so oh. great to like just have MMA back. I mean, it was it was like fun. It was like wow, this is my whole life was just I was just a happier person. Uh, oh, listen, let me tell you, bro. I okay. Normally, when it comes to a pay per view, I wait until the very last second to order it. Like I'm like, I wait to see if some other plans come up. I wait to see if I'm booking a show or if somebody wants to go meet, to see it at a bar, or whatever. I wait till the last second. But this one, <laughs> I mean, I was like, I better pay for it and get it in advance. Make sure I've got all my ducks in a row. Like I didn't want anything to screw up. I, I mean, to see some sport. It was amazing. And the guy in the crowd was on his feet the entire time. Uh, and, <laughs> and you know what? I think there is something to not having a crowd because sometimes like when you like as a comic, I tell a joke and you get a huge response. You could sort of a- admire your own work or think that you're killing. So you don't work as hard. There might be two some like where like you punch somebody in the face and you don't hear that huge roar. So you think you have to punch the guy even harder next time. Cause it seemed like every fight was like to the death. Uh, oh yeah, I mean from fucking from the opening one from Sam Alvey when the Sam Alvey fight is exciting. Oh man, what a fight that was too, man! That's when you know. So let's, uh, Wean Dog. How are you, by the way? I'm good, dude. I'm freaking pissed because I lost so much money on these fights, dude. <laughs> so much. I money. almost did too, bro. God I was ready it. to. Let me tell you something. The Wilson kiss of death was in full effect. Yeah. Dude, well, Jack Junior hit me up. He goes, "Who do you pick?" And I, I gave him five guys. And I hit the first four. And then I'm like, of course I did, because I didn't bet on any of them. Right. Then I'm even trying to go, hey, how much are you going to win? Thinking he'll throw me something? He's like, thanks, bro. Doesn't even say he's going to throw me any of the fucking (laughs) – Of course not. I was wrong on Ferguson, so I had four out of five. But So let's talk about that Tony Ferguson fight. First of all, yeah, yeah, I was wrong on Tony the Tony Ferguson-Gaethje fight. Oh, me too. Dead wrong. At the same time, the more I think about it, look, there's only a matter of – like that style of fighting, of of getting hit, fucking get, getting knocked down, coming back up, uh, hoping the guy breaks his hand on your face, just like no defense, all offense, eventually will catch up to you. It, it just you can't do that over and over and over again. And I thought that the Khabib fight was going to catch up to him because I'm like, well, who makes more mistakes, 
I go Khabib or Tony. And I go, uh, obviously Tony makes a lot more mistakes. Khabib's going to capitalize on some of these mistakes. It's not going to let up or, you know, gas out like some of his other opponents. I didn't think that Justin Gaethje was going to fight as disciplined as he did. Disciplined Gaethje is a scary Justin Gaethje. I mean, even, oh, yeah. even his, his own corner was like, every time you have fun, you get knocked out. Don't have fun in there. I'm like, which is also like such a crazy thing to say is when you have too much fun is when you get But sometimes, out. sometimes you got to remind a guy, you know, you got to remind him and it, apparently it worked. And I'll tell you this, it reminded me, and this is old school. This is for the old school fight fans back then. It reminded me of Ray Boom Boom Mancini fights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom Boom Mancini was like, I can take more of yours to the face than you can take of mine. Yeah, you know, that's and that's what this felt like. Like, who can take? And it became clear very early <laughs> that 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 uh, that Gaethje could take more because he was he actually wasn't taking more. The you know, he wasn't getting hit often. Ohio, Mancini, the party Youngstown, and killed the guy in the ring, which was awful. That yeah, yeah Duku Kim, and he wound up retiring because of that. He never got over that emotionally. I met know? a super sweet guy. Um, now I'll tell you what. Uh, with that fight, yeah. So it was it, it was pretty clear early on. At the same time, there, Ferguson's always in every fight, and man, that guy has a shit on him. I mean, there's a guy that if you were ever going to be in battle in a war, you had to pick five guys to be to have five UFC fighters. Tony Ferguson might be on my team because oh, without question, would be on my because he just doesn't he just keeps going and he keeps going. I'll tell well, you that's why I, I call him the Terminator because he and he did, he did that in this fight. He just kept taking. It was like it was like watching the Terminator. Until he he broke his eye, you know. And that's the thing. I thought he would take it to the ground. I thought at some point, a lot sooner, he would take it to the ground. Never took it to the ground. I think the mock weight cut was a bad idea. I don't know why he did that. So I don't know if you know this, Greg. When he was originally supposed to fight Khabib on, I think it was April 18th was the date, he still made weight. Even though the fight was off, this dude was like, I'm going to know that I can make weight. So he cuts down to 55 from yeah. 85, 90, maybe 200 pounds, makes oh, weight. Wow. This He probably had like a fake face-off with himself or like talk shit to himself, did a press conference, did a mock ring. So to prove a point, he made weight. And – that's that was not a smart thing to do in hindsight. I don't think well, you know. It's it, it. That's the thing. I mean, these guys they time it. It's sort of like the extra time worked in Gaethje's favor. I yeah. think it, it worked against Ferguson because he had been building to peak for the April 18 fight, and obviously when that doesn't happen, then now he's now he's out of rhythm for his buildup. So yeah. it may have been one of those things that while it worked in Gaethje's favor, it ended up, especially when he went ahead and did the weight cut. Yeah, I mean, I clearly he was building that. up to that. So he was like, fuck it, I'm going through it. And, and we, we saw the results of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm excited to see. I mean, look, if those guys fought every week, I'd watch every single week. A couple oh, God, of yes. kind of funny. Uh, afterwards, I thought it was kind of funny when he went, when Gaethje came over to, to shake his hand and he was like, get away. And Gaethje goes, Hey man, getting, being an asshole won't get you anywhere. Right. Yeah. Which I, I tend to disagree. I think uh I know a lot of people that are assholes that are doing very well in life, especially in the comedy career. Um, <laughs> and when you're headlighting a UFC pay-per-view event, I mean, that's kind of somewhere, right? Yeah, number one. But number two, like, I mean, think about all the assholes we know, Greg. I mean, 
fucking like Shaub or Amy Schumer or Chelsea Handler, Eliza. I mean, the list goes on of, of comedians that are doing very well who are sometimes assholes to people. Uh, well, being an asshole kind of good. I mean, there are nice, there are a few nice guy comics, but let's be honest. Being an, asshole, being an asshole, being an egotistical. I mean, there are certain things that just go into becoming a comedian. That's why I think that actually. I mean, I am a huge asshole. I think being nice is actually worse than being an asshole. Being nice will keep yes. friends with fucking CB Gold and uh, <laughs> fucking, fucking Joe on the podcast and fucking, you know, fucking, I'm saying like being nice is the fucking, is, is the, the wrong way to go, it seems like. Mm. It is. You're you know, right. Being an asshole and being like one of those guys that wants to cut up the ladder and nice certain people because they're going to help your career and yada yada and fake. I don't know. So I, I tend to disagree with that being an asshole won't get you anywhere. Uh, in the comedy world and even in the MMA world. I mean, look at Colby. When Colby was this nice fucking guy, no one was talking about him. Then he comes across and just starts saying outlandish, crazy shit. People are all paying attention. So, uh, listen, I, but, but, I mean, you know, it's a pendulum swing. I mean, we are in <laughs> nice guys do get their day. They really do. I mean, there's a they lot do. of nice guys. So it's really about mastery and doing your best. Doing what works for you and is genuine for you. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping to be a nice. Person. Yeah, I, I, you have to believe. It. <laughs> you have to. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point, right? I will say this though about the empty arena thing: being able to really hear those punches. Oh yeah. Whoa! I mean, the commentators, I guess, because they were right there, they kept talking about being able to hear the breathing. But I think it was being able to hear that. I mean, it's one thing to see it and know that it's happening. It's another thing to hear it, too. I mean, I thought that was very impactful for the viewer experience myself. I mean, I was, especially these fights and how just uh, brutal these fights were. I I mean, I, I think I was more invested than, in, in, I, than I've ever been. Yeah, but I also think that, like, Rogan and them need to, like, I don't know, get, like, a glass thing to talk into something because they were even – they were saying things that the fighters were hearing them. Like when he said his corner told him to go for uh, Eminari role, like everyone in the arena then knew what he was going to go for. I mean, he just yeah. killed everybody. And even, uh, I mean, the fighter even said, Greg Hardy was like, yeah, I heard the, I heard you saying this, so I, I like changed my whole strategy. <laughs> like, Well, and is that such a bad thing? I mean, you know, they don't have to listen to it. I mean, some guys say they block everything out and don't hear it no matter what anyway. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, but, but they are doing what the but they are doing. What the corner, you're repeating what the corner is saying. It's a bad. It's a bad thing. Yeah, and they uh, they also you know especially when they're giving away like what he's got to do right now. He's got to throw his left over the you know he's got to roll to his right. I mean, yeah, they are kind of giving away. You know, the other guy's like, oh, he's got to roll to his right. I have to defend that. So in that regard, yeah, it's really fucking bad when you're describing what's happening in the moment. Yeah. Also, also, Joe, John, and DC were all sitting like opposite sides of the octagon from each other. So they, yeah. you have like this trifecta of voices coming from every single angle. How stupid was that? This, in my opinion, that decision was so stupid to have all of them sitting in different sides, you know, well, but they're you all have tested. To, they're all you fine. Have to keep in mind, you have to keep in mind it's the first time there were going to be mistakes. They were trying to visually uh, play it safe because, right. because if you notice in the intro, they were, they had them apart, but in one shot, and they so clearly, you know, the whole they had been tested thing was in play for the opening shot, but then they separated them out. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a matter of optics. That's a matter of public opinion. That's a matter of this being the first time around, them trying to play it safe. And I think that's what you learn from it. I think that, that, that you learn 
concerned that they were trying to talk to each other across the ring and giving everything away to the fucking fighters. I just right. can't believe there's another fight on Wednesday and Saturday. I like, know, this, two this days. Pretty, this is pretty awesome. Uh, all right, so we'll talk about um, – now, okay, so what should happen, do you think, for Gaethje? Because So Khabib writes no comment during the fight. Then he, then, then he, then he writes, um, hey, you know, keep your head up. I'm pretty sure that Gaethje is managed by Ali Abdelaziz, and so is Khabib. So that's going to be interesting. They have the same manager um, because what's going to happen? Well, I mean, having the same manager, I mean – you know, if Dana, you know, and those guys say it's a fight, it's a fight. I don't think the manager really has the power to say, no, nah, I don't want my guys fighting each other. No, no, I, I mean, know, but, but normally I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember a fight where the, a title fight where the guys had the same manager. That's kind of rare. So as far as negotiating the pay and stuff, uh, and it's the same manager, uh, that's just interesting to me. I, I have to really think about that, but. Um, well, I think for the manager, he's walking around with the biggest cock in UFC. <laughs> if you got fucking Khabib and Gaethje, you're feeling pretty good about yourself when you show up to the, to the Zoom meetings. So, so Ben Askren tweeted out, do they, do they risk having Gaethje versus McGregor? Um, man, that would be an awesome fight. Uh, that, yeah, that would sell, that would sell better. I mean, honestly, better than Khabib Gaethje. You know, Connor Gaethje would absolutely sell the most. I, I think so, but but with Khabib, you're also you have there's a lot of Muslims in this world. Uh, you know, it's not about that. It's a matter of they could probably get to Connor a lot sooner than they can get to. Oh, so, Khabib. Yeah, but I'm saying as far as pay per view buys, Khabib's a huge draw. I mean, not as big Russia. as Russia. Come on, but Connor. I mean, Connor is still. By far and away, number one. You're right, but Khabib's pretty pretty close. Uh, maybe not that. I don't know. I don't know. Khabib is pretty fucking popular right now. Um, but you're right. He is popular, but but Connor's, you know, he's a force of nature. I mean, that that branding is unstoppable. So I still think Khabib Gaethje would be by far uh, a better seller than Khabib, uh, no, you mean- uh, or rather Connor Gaethje versus Khabib Gaethje. I think again, Gaethje's going to win that fight it. too. What I. I still think that Khabib beats Gaethje. I think that Gaethje beats Connor, but I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. Uh, I mean, at one point I thought Connor beat would be Gaethje, but based on that last performance, I fuck. I don't know. I have to say this, and I, I think I even texted this to you, but I mean, Gaethje. I listen. I was so wrong. Uh, this kid's hands. They were in this fight, and I watched uh, two of his earlier, the other fights. Before this one, and that's why I really felt great about Tony Ferguson because I didn't feel like uh, Justin had a, as much of a. I don't know. Ferguson's so so you know all over the place and surprises you and does crazy things that he really didn't do a lot of in this particular fight. He just kind of fought him straight up. You know, he usually is kind of like, oh, weird, this that. I felt like that's what was missing from Ferguson's game in this one. But Gaethje's hands, honestly, and and, and I only. But they reminded me of, a, of, of Mike Tyson in their, their, their speed and power because you just oh, don't see that I, kind of out of nowhere Tyson, speed and power. Mike Tyson lands three of those punches every, anyone in the world's out except for maybe Holyfield or Lennox Lewis. Gacy landed 10,000. Well, the weight, weight has to be considered. Oh, yeah, but I mean, but, I, but I, I mean, that kind of speed power combination, it was really remarkable to me. I, and it, it, for me, it did. Even Teddy Atlas, who's not even a huge MMA fan, was like, 
really impressed with his boxing. But I also think his his, his lack of recklessness because we used to make Gaethje so exciting. And I, I, I used to, I follow Gaethje from the Palomino fights, from the Nick Newell fights, from the, when he was in WSOF to when he came out was he would put himself in danger a lot. So, uh, but he's not, he didn't do that in this fight. Even at the, and then the fight against Poirier, who he lost to against Dustin Poirier or Eddie Alvarez, who he lost to, he looked good, but he was also sloppy and he, he seemed to really clean that up. Uh, now Dominic Cruz versus Cejudo. Uh, first of all, I mean, you had it, dude. We called it. Uh, yeah, we did call it. And like Cejudo's, uh, his, I mean, Dom, Cejudo's coach, Eric, who I like a lot, he hits me up. He's like, yo, give me some jokes about Dominic, right? And I was like, all right. First of all, I was kind of rooting for Dominic. I, I know Dominic better than, I don't really know Cejudo. So I was like, oh, all right. And then he just kept, then he, he did like a, like a Instagram lie. He was using my jokes for the, for, dude, like a half hour. Dude, that's fight. awesome. That's a half great. hour for the fight. He's like, give me some more Cruz jokes. I'm like, dude, just win the fucking fight. Like, what are you worried about the jokes for? Like, what? But I fucking He's fucking, the manager. He's pumping it up. It's good oh, for he's him. A, he's, he's the wrestling coach. He's also, he, he also oh, okay. coaches the Pitbull brothers. He, and he right. coaches, coaches Korean Zombie. And he coaches the Eraser. What's that guy who's going to fight John Jones? Uh, What's his name? The guy with Racer. the the undefeated guy that uh that beat um he beat he beat what's his name? He beat uh Romero. Uh he's undefeated. Oh Paulo Costa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's, he's a Paulo Costa's coach. This guy's hilarious. Wow. He wants to come on the podcast. I like the guy, but I'm like he was like bullying me into fucking giving him jokes. And then I was giving him <laughs> jokes on the spot. He's like, That's not that funny. I'm like Fuck it. What do you want? All right. Like, then go write your own jokes. Exactly. You ask me for free. This is what you get for free. Put $200 in the Venmo and I'll really focus. Exactly. Uh, so uh, what, what do I, do I think the fight was stopped, stopped too, too fast? I mean, look, y- yes, because there was like 10 seconds left, but is it was not one of my top 20 worst stoppages of all time. Like, yeah. I mean, Cruz went, his head went back. He took about 10 shots to the face. Yeah. And then the thing is, people, he kept saying, well, I was standing up. And I'm like, well, but that doesn't mean you were going to stand up. It doesn't mean you were going to make it to your feet. He could have gotten three more in on your face, and you could have collapsed right back down. You could have taken five, six more unnecessary strikes. And considering he was not defending those strikes, he was just taking them, yeah. I felt, I actually felt it was a good stoppage. I, I, I thought he just saved him additional punishment. It had been so many undefended consecutive strikes to the head. Yeah, I thought the judge did the exact right thing, the ref ref. And not to mention the Cruz doesn't get hurt that often. It's not one of these guys that, like, gets rocked and comes back and gets rocked and comes back. So when he gets rocked, it's like, ooh. You know, like, he's not yeah. one of these just – he's not a Tony Ferguson-type fighter where you're like, oh, don't stop it until he's fucking completely dead. Cruz has never really been stopped by strikes, ever. Yeah. It's only been stopped by 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 guillotine. I, I think. And did you feel because I felt I felt he the you could you could see the age on him. I felt like it was definitely the step was that little skip step whatever he does was definitely a lot slower than it was I in the past. Felt, and I, I love DC. He's a friend of mine, but I did feel like they were a little biased towards him because they're his buddies. Yeah, it seemed like they were like Cruz is looking amazing. He's looking great. He's like, yeah, I'm traffic. It didn't seem like how I would react if my friend was fighting. Right, 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 right. <laughs> there was a little bit of bias there. Well, um, and I mean, he did look good physically. He looked fantastic. He looked refreshed. He looked. But I mean, when they started fighting, I thought the 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 loss of step I thought was was pretty evident. 
So he claims that the ref smelled like alcohol and cigarettes. Yeah. Hey, Peterson. Yeah. Our favorite referee. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, Peter, Peterson looks like alcohol and cigarettes. Oh yeah. Bobby Hill has a gravelly voice. He looks like you could smell it through the TV. Like, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, totally. Would, there was one ref that would smell like meth. It would be Keith Peterson. But at the same time, it's like, eh. So then, uh, so then somebody who has a fake Keith Peterson account hit me up and was like, I was trying to like go back at him, like, and just go, and people thought it was really him and yada yada. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of, so then Tahuto retired, which was like the weirdest retirement ever. Right. Weirdest to no crowd. He decided, I know I was so to pissed. No crowd. I'm going to announce my retirement. <laughs> it was, he was wearing the gold medal from the Olympics. He was wearing his, he was. I mean, when I saw the gold medal, I was like, why the fuck did he bring the gold medal? And then when he announced the retirement, I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. You think he wears it during sex, that guy? I feel like he does. I feel like he, I would, dude. I would wear it while he masturbates. You would, you'd wear it when you masturbate, really? No, I said he wears it while he masturbates. Yeah. Not me. But, uh, yeah. Hey, let me just tell you, if I, if it were mine, it would go from a gold to a silver in a week. So then uh, Petra Yan says that Cejudo's running from him. Look, Cejudo's is not running from anybody. They did, but his coach told me he was going to call out Volkanovski after he won. That's a smart thing. And go up to 145. And you know what? I think he's got a great shot at beating Volkanovski at 145. I mean, he could he could be the first guy to win at 25, 35, and 45. He's that good, which is why I don't think that he's going to retire. I think he's, this is all a big money ploy of he's going to come out of retirement and then – it just seems like it's too soon. Like he, look, he beat, he beat Demetrius Johnson, he beat TJ Dillashaw, he beat Milo Morales, now he beat Dominic Cruz, but it still doesn't seem enough for him to retire as the best ever, you know? But if he keeps going up to weight classes and winning belts, yeah, I don't think he's going to stay retired. The people at the treehouse are very upset about the whole thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, and Ganu versus Big Boy. All right. Oh, everybody coaching anyone that fights in Ganu. Do not go punch for punch with this guy. You're, you're, you're not going to win that battle. Like, go. I, I love the concern that Ningano had for what he'd done. I like, mean, the way, remember when he stood over him? He, he didn't stand over him. And t- he stood over like, is he okay? Are you all right? Yo, man, get up. Get like, he looked so concerned that he really, you know, killed him. I mean, yeah. it was that. Now, 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 Freddie Roach once told me, I said, you know, go box at wild card. And I said, I talked to him about getting knocked out. And he's like, those guys that knock you out are sometimes doing you a favor. I go, what do you mean? He goes, they knock you out one round versus getting 12 rounds of beating and boxing. Now, if I, the more I think about that, I'm like, okay, does big boy, like, would you rather get knocked out like that with like one clean punch or take the, the beating that Ferguson took? Because I feel like the beating that Ferguson took is going to be more long-term damage for your career and your brain and everything else than the one punch that hit Ngannou. I mean, that hit Big Boy. I think absolutely. I think without question. I mean, yeah, one, and, but I mean, I mean, he knocked his soul out of his body. Yeah, does it have to be from Francis? Can I pick which fighter <laughs> knocks me out? Exactly. No, but if you, 
mean, he knocked him in the next week, man. That was, ooh. And you could hear it. That was the other thing. Again, back to the, when you heard that crack, you were just like, you were like, stay down, stay down. Yeah. I mean, if you were to choose to lose, I would, I'd rather lose the way Ferguson lost. It was a closer fight. There were times where he hurt Gaethje, whereas Big Boy was never in the fight. I mean, it was, I mean, even Ngano tweeted out, the face-off lasts longer than the fight, which I thought was kind of like, come on, dude. Like, you already – you don't have to – didn't stay. need – yeah, exactly. That was a little – you didn't need that. Like, we, we, we get it, you know. But at the same time, you know, like the Ben Askren thing. Like, people get, like, knocked out by – like I got hit by a car when I was younger. You get, like, knocked out in, like, football, concussion. You're, you're out. Whereas – the sustained beating of taking 900 punches of the face. That's got to Yeah, no. And the way he broke his eye orbital bone and everything, like this, it it definitely, I mean, you know, Rosenstrike is going to wake up, you know. (laughs) But that orbital is going to take a long time. But they do say, though, they do say that every time you get knocked out, your chin gets a little weaker. That's the myth that it's easier for you to get your lights turned off. I think that's absolutely true, though. I think we've seen that demonstrated over and over again in the U.S. Have we, though? Because you look at guys like uh, um, Arlovsky, who were on, like, seven-fight losing streak. Yeah, but that guy is built out of cement. And then he came back and, like, won his next nine fights and got hit pretty hard and didn't get knocked out. But we've seen a lot of guys that don't get knocked out for a while, then get knocked out once, and all of a sudden they get knocked out consecutively. Look at James Vick. He's, like, the prime example right now. James Vick was a destroyer at 155. He was, like, seven feet tall, just destroying everybody. He got knocked out once, I forget who, and then Justin Gaethje knocked him out, and then – yeah. yeah, I mean, we've seen that a lot, out. where a guy yeah, goes I, four, five, six fights without getting knocked out, then gets knocked out once, and then becomes a, a knockout machine. You get knocked out every, you know, every fight. But I, can so counter, I think it absolutely I can, is true. I can counter that, though, with Bisbing, who got knocked out by Hendo, like, out cold, and then didn't, yeah. then didn't get knocked out for a long time. I mean, if if ever. Uh, did he get knocked out again? Well, I think those, there are more exceptions oh, that prove the rule than not. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I, I, I hear you. Um, now, Dana White threatened to uh, strip Stipe Miocic's belt if Miocic doesn't fight for the, uh, doesn't uh, defend his belt. He's saying, "Look, I'm a first responder. I'm a fireman. The gyms are closed. They're not allowed to open the gym in my state. My coach isn't isn't around. Like, as soon as they say I can train again, I'll train again." I kind of got to side with Stipe on this, right? Mm-hmm. Without question. Yeah, he's not in a position where he can train properly to prepare for a fight. And being a first responder means he's still working and that they still need him on a daily basis, especially during this crisis. So, I mean, I mean, we all know that when you call 911 and you ask for an ambulance, the first thing they said for some reason is the fire truck. Right. Uh, or, or the fire ambulance. So, you know, he's in, he is kind of in a, in a, in a fixed position. But if you're, but, but if, but if you're Dana, do you say, well, listen, you know, I, you're also the UFC champion of the world. It, it was your choice to do a second job, and this job is the one where I care about. Uh, you well, know, I think that would be true if he could train. If there, if the gyms were open, if he had access to his training partners and his coaches and stuff, then then yes, then he's choosing one over the other, and that's that's then it's totally different. But but when you can't train, 
Right. When you you know, I mean, and and I would also say that fighters probably vary in the amount they rely on coaches, one or the other. And if he's one of those guys that absolutely does not feel comfortable without having his coach to, right there in person throughout the entire situation, then then yeah, then he's setting himself up for a loss, an unnecessary loss. And you're also training against Daniel Cormier, who's you know two-time Olympian, one of the best yeah. of all time. It's not like he's training for you know any of us three. I mean, he's training to, he has to fight the best guy in the fucking world, one of them. So, yeah. of course, you're going to need the gym to be open in you, right? So, I, 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 I hear you. DC um, looked like he'd been putting on his, his quarantine 15, too, though. Oh, haven't we all, dude? Haven't no, we I all? know. We all have, absolutely. But it was nice to see it also happen to <clears> a professional <throat> athlete. I think, I think Steve should just relinquish his title for now. Let DC have his last fight against Francis. So that will solidify Steve going back and for sure fighting for the belt one last time or whatever it is, you know? No, fuck that, dude. He earned his title. He, he went out and got knocked out by, <clears throat> he came back, beat him. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Well, I'm just saying that because I know DC's not going to go out on his last fight for an interim title. You know, I don't think he wants to do that. He wants to go out on the. I think DC though is so far from being in fight condition right now. No, I think that's he, how he always is. That's how he looks, bro. That's how uh, he looked. He looked. And again, I, I'm not blaming him. We all put on weight during this. I mean, some people didn't. I did, but most did. And I, but he looked chubbier than even normal for being, you know, off season. He looked like uh, he'd really gotten. Chubby, he chubbed up, which again, it only just makes me feel better as a normal citizen seeing it happen to a professional athlete. No, write down when he said that, by the way. We'll just cut that. I yeah. have the time uh, code. Uh, well, it's like halfway. Uh, Jeremy Stevens versus Qatar. I kind of fell for Stevens. He was looking so good. Dude, I told, I had Stevens all day. And the first round, you were, you were right. He looked amazing. Uh, and yeah. then that elbow just came out of nowhere. Oh. Uh, just, I mean, well, it's timing. It's the timing thing. He was coming in. That elbow was he was going. I mean, it just crunched his fucking face. And then Greg Hardy. I feel like Greg Hardy. Every time he fights, something's odd. Like this, it seemed like his opponent was only there for one round. Like he was like, I'm just gonna fight for one round. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is this? Okay. Why is Greg? First of all, why? Why are there two heavyweight fights on the main card? First of all. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's stupid. And then why are they pushing Greg Hardy so much? He's, he's not that good. Nobody really likes him. Nobody really hates him. Nobody feels shit. And yet they're just like, they, they keep propping him up. No, he's an NFL star. He, he comes with a lot of baggage. Like him or not, he does create clicks. Um, and he, look, he keeps surprising me because I thought he was going to get his ass kicked that first round. The other guy came out guns a blazing, and I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna catch Hardy," and then he just stopped fighting. Yeah, he just ran out of gas hard. He just and that was the other. That's why I was like, "This is this is how you open the pay per view main card is with this garbage." And and honestly, if I had to say, just because of that fight, I felt like the undercard was actually better than the main card, if not at uh... least. I don't know, man. That uh, Fight to fight. You add it all up. I think they're one fight better on the undercard. What's up, people? With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack as they are bringing the Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live Daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. 
If you're into entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join us today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Well, somebody that we have here, we have the man, the myth, the legend is just joining us, Colby Covington, uh, one of the greatest fighters in the world, uh, a guy who is exciting, controversial, training, just got back from Muay Thai practice, right? Haven't even left yet. Still here, brother. Still sweating. Feeling Thank good. You. Looking yeah, good. Yes. Looking good, nice. man. Nice. Right here with the best Muay Thai trainer in the entire world, Gregory Choplin. How many times you win the WBC Muay Thai Championships? Five times. Damn. Look at Soccer That's- shirt and everything, man. You can tell that guy's good. He's got a soccer shirt. Uh, that guy's nasty. You don't want to mess with that guy. That'll, that dude will knock out anybody on the feet. Fuck that. Uh, how are you doing, Colby? I'm doing good, brother. Training hard. Feeling great. Just ready to save America and save sports whenever they put me back in. I know. I, I, I by the way, I saw the video um, of you with those girls for the betting thing. Uh, I don't know. You <laughs> keep get, they keep getting hotter. But uh, what's going? Where do you meet those girls? And how do? Like, if I ever got divorced, you would put them on the call because good work on that. By the way, not really a question. Just saying good work on that. <laughs> Well, you know, of course, you know, a lot of them are reaching out to me by DM, you know, they they want to jump on, you know, what's hot right now. And I'm hot right now. And, you know, my name's blowing up. So, of course, they're trying to reach me through the DMs. But I also have a girl down here in South Florida that's a plug, and she helps me out. She has a lot of friends. She grew up here. So, she, you know, she's worked for the Dolphins, for the Miami Heat, for the Miami Marlins. So, she knows all the women, all the cheerleaders, everything. So, it's pretty nice. That's a good hookup right there. Uh, what do you think <laughs> about yeah. of uh, Ferguson versus Gaethje? What are your thoughts on that, on that fight? My thoughts on that fight were, uh, you know, I kind of saw that coming. We all knew that Tony, you know, he, he gets hit a lot in fights. He gets dropped. And I just didn't think it was a very good fight for him. But, uh, you know, I wasn't really surprised. You know, he just comes forward. He doesn't have a lot of diverse striking attacks. So, you know, I, I figured Gaethje was going to have harder strikes and, and be able to put him down. Were you impressed by Gagey? Yeah, I was impressed by Gagey. You know, he uh, he's uh, he's came a long way since his UFC deb- debut. You could tell he's a lot more patient out there in his UFC debut and, and his first couple fights. He was just reckless. He just went out there and you know, putting his body and brain on the line and with no real strategy, just to put you in a dogfight and hopefully he lands first. But now you could tell, you know, he's he's uh, really looking to pick his shots and, and make his shots count. And, and his shots counted versus Ferguson, so he's gotten a lot better. How do you think? Uh, you think it's gonna be they're gonna make Khabib versus Gaethje or Connor versus Gaethje? And how do you see those those, those fights going? Yeah, man, I I, uh, I don't think they're gonna make Khabib versus Gaethje. I think you know there's a conflict of interest because they have the same manager, that little rat Ali Abdelaziz. <laughs> and then also, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think Khabib really wants to fight a guy that can wrestle. You know, and. Khabib, Gagey's got some pretty good wrestling. You know, he wrestled at UNC. I was at Oregon State, so we always wrestled him in dual meets and stuff, and he was an All-American wrestler. So he's got some good wrestling credentials, and I don't think Khabib can strike with him. And so you might see Khabib come back and look for that money fight with Connor, and then look to retire in the sunset. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as Connor or Gagey, who do you think wins? Connor Gagey, man, that's, that's, a, that's a fun fight, man. I, I really don't know. I think Gagey would get him because he's got bigger strikes. He's a little bit more patient, but – you know, Connor has shown that he could put anybody out, but, you know, those are lightweights, so 
Who knows? Why are we talking about the little boys? Let's talk about the real man at welterweight. Raw American Steel and Twisted Sex Appeal, baby. <laughs> we will. We will. Speaking of the Tyron, Tyron Woodley versus Burns this Saturday. Who wins this one? They're not fighting this Saturday. Aren't they fighting? Nah, Walt Harris is fighting Alistair Overeem this Saturday. Oh, when's uh, when's I? I thought they made Burns versus Woodley. That was that was not a go. Uh, check on that for me, Joe. Uh, but who wins that anyway? I mean, I don't know who the other guy is. I think his name is Dilbert or something like that. But you know, last mm-hmm. time I talked to my agent Lloyd with Ballinger Group, he said the fight wasn't confirmed and signed. So I don't know. I've never heard of Dilbert. You know, Tyron Woodley's washed up. You know, he's trying to do these rap albums. He spread himself thin trying to do TMZ, talk about the Kardashians and the Beavers all the time. So I don't think it's the same Tyrone Woodley of the past, and I really don't care about that fight. I just want my rematch with Marty Fake Newsman or Journeyman George Mastodon, and the world's going to see who the best welterweight in the world is right now. Journeyman, but he's a teammate of yours. Journeyman, I mean, come on. He, he's he's the definition. When they have Journeyman in the dictionary, Jorge Street <laughs> Judas, Street Judas Mastodon is in the dictionary next to journeyman a guy with what double digit losses like 14 15 losses a guy who's barely 50 50 in the last couple years if you go pull his record up right now the guy's a jobber i mean yeah he hit lightning in a bottle he got some hype on him he got a couple flashy knockouts but let's not take away the guy was just getting his ass beat by a wonder girl thompson and damian maya just less than two years ago i mean now all right that did you make up with uh joanna and because i know you guys were fighting in the gym, she said some stuff about you. You said stuff about her. Have you guys made up? Oh, Joanne? That's funny yeah. that you bring up Joanne from Poland. You know, and, and Joanne made me rich. We did not make up. I, she wanted an apology, and I gave her an apology. I said she was going to get her face rearranged by the Chinese girl, Wiley Zhang. And that's exactly what happened, Adam. And you know what? I got rich off it. I got myself a new president Rolex watch. And, I mean, I am the president's favorite fighter, so it makes sense that I have the presidential Rolex. Now you, yeah. now, you said she asked you out on a date, and you said no, and that's why she got upset? Yeah, she was flirting me with hard in the gym, Adam. I mean, she was DMing me all the time when I was an American top team, and I was like, Joanna, I got standards, man. I only deal with seven and a half and up. You're barely <laughs> even a six. Why would I deal with a six? <laughs> and then I'm what like, did she say? Room down to seven and a half. Like, if she has big tits but a wrecked grill, you're like, nah, you're still in. Get in there, you seven and a half. Yeah, but the the fake tits, you know, she 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 got the fake titties, so I don't oh, really yeah, count those yeah. as tits. Yeah, know? that's, that's, that's not what I was talking about. Yeah. Come on, a lot of those girls have fake tits in your videos and fake asses. It's not like you've come on. I've seen the women in the videos that you've been. Posting. Hey, we weren't talking about the girls in the in the video, Adam. We were talking about Joanne, Joanne from Poland. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. Uh, now I know before you were having a lot of threesomes before coronavirus. You said you were banging left and right. Has this affected your sex life? No, not at all. You know, I got my steady rotation of girls that I have Monday through Sunday. Uh, everybody knows I am the cardio king, and the cardio king has to get his cardio in the bedroom. So I'm putting the championship rounds in the bedroom, Adam, and I still have my steady lineup of girls Monday through Sunday. Now, what? do they wear days of the week underpants so they know which day? That's a genius idea. I never thought about that until now, brother. <laughs> Thanks for the great idea. I'm probably going to have those going forward in videos. You're going to see them on their underwear. <laughs> Sunday, Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, now Masvidal versus Usman, um, uh, Usman, if they fight, who wins? 
they're not going to fight. I said it. I've been saying it since my last fight that journeyman George Masvidal is going to price himself out. He doesn't want to fight Marty Fake Newsman. He's scared to fight a wrestler and a complete well-rounded fighter. So George is just going to sit out, Adam. And, and you see that's what's happening. That's why Dana came out and said, hey, there's other options for George because they can't get the George Newsman fight signed. So I don't know who George is going to fight. He thinks he's getting Connor, but he's not getting Connor. Connor's fighting Nate or he's fighting Khabib, and that's going to be that. George is going to sit on the sidelines and watch real kings go to work. Fuck. That would suck because that would be a good fight. But if they did fight, who would win? Oh, Marty would, would beat him easy. It wouldn't be competitive, dude. George is – dude, he's all hype. Look, he got beat by Damian Maya. I mean, that guy's I, – I put that guy in a pool of his own blood in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I mean, that guy's nowhere near the top of the food chain. So he got a couple lucky, lucky knockouts. I mean, who did he beat? He beat, you know, Ben Askrim. Askrim was <laughs> – How did Askrim get famous? He got famous for beating up jobbers in Indian – in Asian bingo halls. Come on. He beat some good guys. He beat he Who? beat he beat uh, Douglas Lima. Who's that? Uh, never. <laughs> I never heard of her. Uh, he he. <laughs> who else did he beat? He beat Jay Haran. Uh, he her. beat he beat Robbie Lawler. Never. No, he didn't. Are you kidding me? He got knocked out unconscious, and Herb Dean saved his life because he thought he was gonna die in there, so he stopped the fight. Come on, he but he up. got the win. Ben Askren went zero and three in the UFC. Adam, he's a bum. We don't he talk about put, bums that can't even get one win. He put Robbie in a bulldog choke, and uh, and then he thought he he went out. Herb Dean thought he went out. I was there. He wasn't even close to going. Everybody knew that Robbie stood right up. He, I mean, he wasn't even in any danger. That was a no, terrible call. Now, now, Cole, now, now, Tyron Woodley came on the podcast, said some things about you. Can I, can I play what he put about you? Sure, man. I don't, I don't care. Anything you want to put about Tyke Will Woodley, we know it's all fake news. He's the CNN of the UFC. Hell yeah. I'm going to put the uh, fans to sleep, Adam. Uh, uh, Bree, yeah. can you help me with this, Bree? So, all right. How do I share this? Okay. I got to share the thing. All right. So, Tyron Woodley came on. Working on That's, I mean, I'm working okay. on Kobe. He's like, that's not a thing. Kobe's just trying to get fucking attention. You know, he didn't want to fight. And if you go back and you do a Google search, Dana finally came out and said <clears throat> he has turned down the fight against Tyron several times. This is He never said that. He said yeah. no. Yeah. Like, I got text messages to prove it. Kobe's out. That's not even an option. Let's move on. Tell us who you want to fight. Kobe's not an option. Kobe's just want to – Kobe's just a – he a clout cheater. That's what he is. You mean he's just, like, trolling in order to get his name out there some more? It's Clint's. It's Clint's. He wants to – the U.S. people want me. I'm here to fight if Tyron want to get whooped. The second that that fight card was canceled, what did his tone turn to? His tone turned to, oh, I'm waiting to get my rematch with Usman or the winner of Usman versus Masvidal. And if they want me to fight Tyron, they better pay me more money. Why they got to pay you more money? Adam, why are we still listening to this fake news? (laughs) Fake news. Fake news. Did you hear – Adam, did you hear when he was saying, oh, I want to fight three times in three weeks? Dude hasn't fought three times in four years. How's he going to fight three times in three weeks when the guy won't even fight three times in three years? The guy's a fucking joke. He's a jobber. He refused to fight me, and that's the facts. You can go ask Dana. I offered to fight Tyquo Woodley on six days' notice because he's that big of a bitch, and I would expose him in front of the world. He don't want to fight. He's refusing to fight me. He wants easier fights, so fuck him. He's the CNN in the UFC. He doesn't ever come with real news. You can't believe anything that guy says. It, it would be a great fight, though, right? You versus Woodley? You don't think it would be a great fight? I mean, it would look like an amateur versus a professional. Yeah, I'd expose him. I mean, he quit in the octagon. 
if that's what you consider a good fight, yeah, sure. A guy that's washed up over the hill that has no motivation against a young, hungry lion that broke him when he was in his prime. How's he going to beat me now? I was beating him when he was in his prime. Now I'm in my prime. I'm better than I've ever been. He has no chance. Okay, okay, make okay, it five okay, rounds, Adam. Okay. I promise you that. All right, here's what – can I say what he says about the time you guys wrestled? You could – I mean, you could do whatever you want, but anything he says, you can't believe. All right, hold on. Let's go. Well, I mean, it would be – it's like a tougher fight. Right? Let's just be honest. You know, like, let's yeah. not, not, not stroke your ego because you'll still have to work. You still have to, you know, earn that victory. But It's not, it's not, even, a, it's not even a style matchup. Like, the thing about Kobe is – and I've been waiting for the press conference to, to let these videos go – Kobe was my training fake news. that I paid five hundred dollars a week and flew him to St. Louis to whoop his ass. Such fake news. He faked his ankles injured and he left. I was in the camp. I, I don't have a lot of people in my camp. But I was trying to fight Roy McDonald. Okay, I brought him in to try to take some shots on me because I knew I knew Roy would say, "Fuck it, I'm still gonna try to take him down." Right? And if Roy take you down, his grinding pine at that time was the best in our division. Nobody was trying to be underneath fucking Roy McDonald. No. So I brought Kobe in because of his pressure to try to give him a lot of reps to try to take me down. I also brought in a striker. No wrestling, no, just a pure kickboxer, right? So we get to the point where it's time to wrestle, right? Dean's like, all right, let's, let's get, let's get to wrestling. We're going to do some wrestling. Kobe's in the weight room looking around like this. So now, Dude, his stories are not even believable. If you guys even listen, if you guys believe anything this guy says, you guys honestly are being duped. So, so that didn't happen. That never happened. Are you fucking kidding me? You believe him, Adam? No, of course. Look, look. You believe him? The look. same guy who said he's fighting three times in three weeks. The same guy that his soul left his body before the Usman fight, and he got beat up every second. And I beat Usman for twenty-four minutes before Mark Not So Goddard saved his fucking life. You can't believe anything fucking Tyquil Woodley says. The guy's freaking – all he'll do is pull the black card if you call him out on anything, and he's fucking full of fake news. He's the CNN of the UFC, like I said. Don't believe anything he says. Well, listen, all I know is I love watching both of you guys fight. So, uh, and, you know, that's – At least that's Woodley is a good rapper. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, what? He's Come got on. his rap career to fall back on. Because uh, we fucking know how bad his stand-up comedy was with you, Adam. That shit was terrible. <laughs> it was good. He, he got and people were laughing. People were laughing. Yeah, right. He, 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 only the people you paid to laugh. So, so all right. So, so what, what do we have in store? Are you gonna fight uh, fight weekend? Because is that what they're looking at? You versus uh, Usman too? Dude, I'm looking at I'm looking at all options. Tyquo Woodley can get beat up on any day's notice. I'm ready to fight that guy tomorrow. So if they want to call me with that fight, that's easy money. I'll sign in the contract tomorrow. But you know, of course, I want my rematch, dude. I got fucked my last fight. Fake nut shot, fake eye poke, fake fucking stoppage, hits to the back of the head. Man, they fucking had me puking the day before the fight because they gave me bad food and I was fucking throwing up everywhere. Shouldn't even been in the fight. It was my worst performance and my worst night ever and his best night and he still couldn't beat me. So imagine what happens when I'm at my average next time or even a little above average. Marty Fake Newsman will be finished. I promise you that, Adam. Just mark my words now and say you heard it here first on Adam's podcast. I don't think it was nice. the worst performance, man. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen. And uh, you were killing it. The only thing I thought that maybe you could have done was use your wrestling more, you know. Um, yeah. I had you up. I had you up going into the fifth, to be honest. 
Yeah, you're right. You know, and the judges had me up three to one going into the fifth and I was winning the fifth round and, you know, I slipped on a banana peel and hit the ground, but you know what? We fight, we're fighters. This isn't volleyball. We play, we don't play for points. We play for consciousness. And I signed up to either remove guys consciousness or get my consciousness removed. That didn't happen. They cheated me out of a fair fight. I was still in the fight. I was on a double leg at him. Look at, I was defending the back of my head and still clearly in the fight. I popped right up after he stopped it. What are you doing, Mark? How do you not let that go to the judges' scorecards? There's 30 seconds left in a championship, 25-minute world title fight. I mean, Mark Nasso Goddard, the best thing about this coronavirus pandemic is Mark Nasso Goddard's little bitch ass is stuck in England, and he can't fuck over any other fighters in the UFC. Great. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, look, look, but now, but how are you able to practice with, I know American top team's got some amazing guys. Are you able to get the, the practice that you, that you need right now? Dude, I'm getting better practices, more one-on-one individualized practices. Uh, you know, we're still working extremely hard and, and every little weakness area that I ever had before is being turned into strengths. And, you know, I'm getting better every day. You haven't seen my peak yet. You know, you, you've seen me on the way up but I haven't hit my full potential yet. And I'm still in my prime 32 years young. You haven't seen the, the be- you haven't seen the last of me or the best of me yet. And the best is yet to come, Adam. So you're, you're as far as like your, your pressure, which is like insane. How are you able to keep the cardio up right now? Like I said before, you know, I got my steady rotation of, of ladies that I can work the cardio in the bedroom with. I mean, there is a reason they call me porn star cardio and the cardio king. You know, and, and, you know, we're just putting a lot of aesthetics in the bedroom. And I'm trying to tell people that, you know, you're stuck. The pandemic sucks, man. The gyms are closed. But don't use that excuse to not get better. You, there's ways to get better and, and up your cardio in the bedroom. I mean, you have a wife. I'm sure you weren't working on it daily. I mean, other people, they might have girlfriends. You know, I mean, I know some – I know Marty Fake Newsman. Ain't nobody trying to, to sleep with that dude. That dude's hairline. He lost that 10 years ago because he did so much steroids. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, man. I, my, 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 I think my wife would probably like you to have uh, talk to her about my stamina because I could get it up actually. Um, all right, so about some of the fights <laughs> coming up for that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm getting better. Uh, I just, <laughs> last night I was, I, I had sex with my wife, and I came, and she was like, she was, she was close, close to almost coming, and then she was. <sighs> She was like, you asshole. Like, she called me an asshole for coming. I'm like, what the, what do you want me to do? Like, I, I try to hold out, right? I try, I try to think about other shit. She's on top. When she's on top, I'm going to come. I'm going to come regardless, but, mm-hmm. right, Bree? Any, okay. All right, so, um, oh, going, boy. going great right. over there in the Hunter household. Yeah, things are going amazing. <laughs> uh, uh, this Wednesday, who do you have? Anthony Smith or Glover Teixeira? I got Anthony Smith. Uh, I think Glover's a little bit old now. Uh, you know, the chin's not the same. You know, he's like 41 or 42. So he's been in a lot of wars, a lot of fights, man. The guy needs to hang him up soon. And I think he's just showing up for the paycheck. So I think Anthony's going to get it done. What do you think? I think so, too. But Glover always wins fights that I think he's going to lose. He's one of those guys, every time he, I'm like, oh, he's not going to win this, then he wins. Uh, yeah. But I like Anthony Smith. I feel bad. He got his house broken into him. like – some guy was on meth, like put up a good fight against him, I guess. Uh, it was like a state champ wrestler fucking on meth, broke into his house. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like him. Uh, ben Rothwell versus OSP at heavyweight. Yeah, I got OSP. I think Rothwell looked like shit in his last fight versus Arlovsky, and he's coming off the USADA steroid suspension, so I don't think he's the same fighter, and 
I think OSP is going to feel good at heavyweight, not cutting weight to light heavyweight. So I think he just OSP is a little bit more athletic than Rothwell. Obviously, he, you know, he's got the dad bod going. So now a lot of guys that you've uh, trained with have taken steroids. Have they ever tried to like press you into it? Like, hey, Colby, you want some? Yeah, all the time. Dude, the whole my whole upbringing and career, like guys were like, "Hey, do some steroids. It's gonna make you a better fighter. It's gonna make you stronger. It's gonna make you recover. You can train harder. You can train longer. You can you can train three times a day and feel like you didn't even train once and be good and recover the next day." I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna risk the longevity of my life. Like, I'm not gonna just because today it's gonna make me feel better. Maybe I'll go get some money, but later your your body's breaking down. Your heart can't handle all the steroids pumping. Someday you might have a heart attack and." And your joints weren't meant to stretch out like that. So yeah, these guys they want one day of fame, but they don't realize later in life they're gonna they're gonna pay the consequences for it. Were you surprised uh, that John Jones uh, went out during quarantine and was driving drunk and firing guns and stuff? Not surprised at all. John Jones, <laughs> the biggest dirt bag of them all. My former roommate, my best friend. You know, I love what? that guy. I'm just trying to be a good friend for him, Adam. I'm just trying to tell him that. You know, stop making the same mistakes, buddy. I know you, you love to go drink and drive and hit pregnant ladies at stop signs and have hookers in the back of your car while your wife and kids are at home. But, man, stop being a piece of shit. Turn your, turn your shit around. And you know what's funny about this, Adam? People don't even realize that the alcohol that John Jones was drinking in his car that the cops reported was Jorge, journeyman Jorge Mospital's tequila that he has. That's what got found that was in the police report. So how good of a friend is Journeyman George Mospital? He sent an alcoholic alcohol. That's not you think. Wow, that is kind of breaking news right now. Do you think he told him? Yeah, but do you think he told him to go shoot guns and drive drunk? He didn't. I mean, but dude, I mean, dude, if you're a heroin addict, I'm not going to send you heroin. I mean, it's just common sense. You think John Joe's an alcoholic? Are you kidding me? He's had like five DUIs. I mean, the guy's a drunken cokehead, dude. Everybody knows that. Well, I can't judge. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, where's the lie? Where's the lie? Yeah. Hey, man, to heat its own, man. Do your thing, man. I'm not. I'm not judging or anything. I'm just saying. By the like, way, don't claim to be about God and your family when you're out doing cocaine, fucking strippers, fucking hookers, this and that. By the way, you kept calling out Leon Edwards, but tagging Leon Scott, who I guess is a wrestler, and then Leon Scott came back at you uh, uh, because everyone kept getting mad at him, but it wasn't even the right guy. So, was that on purpose? Like, who- I don't, I don't even know who that first name was, but yeah, Leon Scott, man, that guy, man, he's funny. He's he's a jobber, man, English jobber. No one gives so, a shit about him. Uh, all right, so Walt Harris versus Overeem on Saturday. I got Walt Harris, man. I think that he's gonna come back strong because you know it's an unfortunate situation what had to go on with his family and his stepdaughter. You know, uh, thoughts and prayers to Walt Harris and his family, man. That's an incredibly tragic thing that happened to his daughter. And I think he's going to use that as motivation and fight hard for her. And I think he's going to knock out Alistair Overeem. I hope so. Wow. I hope, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Claudia Gadella versus Angela Hill. Never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> Angela Hill is a great fighter. She fought like five times in the past year. Claudia Gadella, former title contender from Brazil, super hot, triplet. Hey, uh, sounds like sounds like a filthy animal. Have you ever uh, have, have have you ever hooked up in with, a good way? Have you ever hooked up with twins before or triplets? I can't say. That. Oh yes, I have hooked up with twins. These girls, these two twins from Romania. Oh, they were really good, dude. Beautiful. You know where I met them, Adam? 
Where? I met them at the Paradise Challenge. It's like where all these crazy models, they travel around the world. In this spot, we went to, they went to Tulum, the one before. We went to Jamaica. We went to this crazy sex resort. <laughs> we went to, uh, oh, fuck, what was it called? Oh. It's on the tip of my tongue, Adam. It's, it's a not great hedonism, sex. is it? Hedonism. Hedonism 2. Hedonism there you 2. Go. Yeah. My boy. My boy knows the stuff. <laughs> when was this? You been there? Uh, no, been I there, wanted Greg? to go, man. I I was gonna go, and then I was like, ah, I don't, because I, you know why I didn't go? Because I didn't want to be the only guy there not fucking. Like I was afraid that everyone else would be fucking, and I'd be like, anybody wanna, anybody? Uh, <laughs> anybody wanna? <laughs> so I was like, ah, eh, they're not for me. Oh, Cole, but you, I, you but I looked into it, bro. You must have got laid nonstop there, Colby. Oh, dude, there was like 200 of the hottest models around the world with this Paradise Challenge, which is the name of the retreat. And they were all there taking pictures. I was there with the sponsor doing pictures and shit, too. And all the girls were losing their mind. I just got done beating the shit out of Robbie Lawler. And we know who Robbie Lawler is. That's the boogeyman. When when parents go to tuck their kids in at night, they look under the under the bed to see if the boogeyman Robbie Lawler is under there. That guy's scary. And you saw what I did to him. I set a strikes record on his face. And then I went and that was on ESPN. And then I went out to, and I had the first family front row, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr. Shout out to the Trump family. Keep Hell America yeah. great. They're doing great things for America, draining the swamp. But then we go out to hedonism <laughs> in Jamaica with some of the hottest models in all the world. Man, your boy was eating good every day, sometimes twice a day. It was amazing, Adam. I got some good cardio out there. Now, weren't you worried, though, about possibly getting STDs or anything? Or, I mean, just, you know, it's a lot of... I got no fear, Adam. I just, I'm not scared of anything. There's nothing that, that scares me in the world. And, and uh, you know, SCDs and, you no, know, penicillin can cure that. No, I told my wife that. I'm like, I t- I'm like, listen, I'm not worried about coronavirus. I used to go down on porn stars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't get herpes twice. Yeah, she did. That, that did not go very well. She fucking hit me when I said that. I was like, I'm just I bet. Saying, like, I was just, I'm just saying, like, let's just, you know. Sometimes I like go on like you porn and like, cause I hooked up with them when they were like younger and now they're okay. in like, you know, gangbang 17. I'm like, Oh, I think I ate that. Anyway. So, all right. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about, uh, Bar- uh Eric, uh, actually Edson Barboza versus Dan Ige. Ige, Ige, I-G. I don't know how you, how you spell it. How you say it? I don't know. Ige? Ige? Ige. Ige. Who the fuck cares? All right. Yeah, who are they? Are we we talking about job jobber fights, Adam? All right. Uh, Well, that was called the king of chaos, the king of spoilers. Like, why are we dealing with shit? These guys, nobody even cares about or talks about. I mean, no, the average people. If these people walk on the streets, not one person is going to recognize them. I I hear you. Well, because right now, I mean, we're we're waiting. We're right. You're waiting to get the call for either Woodley or Usman. Who do you yeah. think? Who do you think? Or the, Journeyman George. Who do you think's the, uh, the hardest fight for you out of those three? I think they're all easy fights, to be honest. You know, you saw me at twenty percent my last fight versus Usman. You know, I, I didn't even get to thirty percent like him. He got lucky to make it to thirty percent. So you had food poisoning the night before the fight? Two nights before the fight. The night before weigh-ins, the last meal that I got from the UFC PI. You can go ask. Hey, this is this is straight up knowledge. You can go ask the guys that work at the PI. This guy Charles and Clint. They had to come over to my room at the Trump Hotel because the Trumps hooked me up. They rolled out the red carpet for me, man. They gave me first-class treatment just like they treat America first-class. But I'm puking all up in my room. Uh, the, the Clint and uh, Char- Charlie had to come over to my room, give me these, like, rehydration kit and all, and sit with me while I threw up, like, 20 times. 
And then I didn't even have to cut weight. I was like eight pounds, 10 pounds over. I ended up just waking up underweight because I threw up so much. I had no electrolytes in my, in my body. And then obviously I, I felt it in the fight, dude. I felt walking out. I was like, dude, I feel drained. I feel weak. I was telling my coaches, I was like, dude, my organs feel like, like they feel so weak. Like he was just touching my, my liver before the fight and my stomach. He was like, dude, your stomach feels like, you know, you get touched in it. It feels like butter, you know, and it's never like that. So, you know, and a couple of times he hit me in the stomach in the fight and I just felt like there was a knife going through it. That dude, it, it people don't realize how big of a deal throwing up affects oh, yeah. your body and like the chemistry and everything. So yeah. Dude, I'm not lying. I don't make shit up. There's no reason for me to hide anything. You can go. There's people that will confirm this story. Go ask the people at the PI. Ask all my coaches that were in my room when I was puking all night, the night before Wayne's, two days before yeah. a world title fight. Now the Dude, fight that's was, crazy. Was, I don't think anybody knew that. I think that's a major factor. Now, Colby, you're, now you've, you've, is. you've competed your whole life. You know, you at the highest levels, amazing wrestler. And, you know, you've lost matches before and shook the guy's hand afterwards. Well, how come you didn't shake Usman's hand after the fight? Because, you know, I'm not here to make friends, Adam. I'm here to make money. And, and, you know, this is business. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't come here and I'm not going to shake my enemy's hands. You know, I, if he would have came by, you know, I might have shaken it, but dude, there's a, that's a real rivalry, man. This isn't like these other guys where, you know, it's, it's a fake rivalry. You know, it's, these guys are just, they're touching hands or touching butts. You know, I don't want to lose my focus or, or take my eyes off the prize and what I'm really out to do. Dude. That guy's not my friend, not even after the fight, because there will be a sequel and a trilogy fight with me and Marty Fake Newsman. And I want him to know this is personal. This is a rivalry now. Like, we're not friends. I'm not going to be friends with you when I'm done fighting you. We're getting locked in a cage to take each other's brain cells. When I get done with you, we're not going to be friends. It's just you, business. Nothing are personal. That, are you watching that Michael Jordan documentary about the Bulls right now? No, nah, I actually haven't. I want to get caught up soon on the last dance, but I haven't been able to catch an episode yet. It's How really is this? Is it good? It's amazing. It's the best. It's really thing. great. It's but fascinating. You kind of remind me of him a little bit, Jordan. Like, cause that's the way Jordan was. Like, he was, he, if he, if you beat him in something, all he would do was think about that and then come back and beat you. Uh, so. I heard, I heard some funny stories too that like he was, uh, he would show up to the arena, you know, and he's just, got hundreds of millions of dollars and he's gambling against uh the stewardess or the the, the ushers there like the five dollar games of, yeah who five dollar games who can get like quarters closer to the door or something like that yeah he would, he, and he'd make up reasons to fucking hate you and it's all you all he needed was one thing and then he was he's the most competitive person of all time it's amazing by the way by the way what do you think yeah. of uh henry cejudo retiring um i think that it's a fake retirement i think he's looking for more money and he's not really oh. going to retire. So he's just looking to use leverage and get money from the UFC. He did. And let's be honest, he doesn't want to fight the top contenders. He's just looking to fight guys that are washed up and past their prime. So how, how is that a real champion? Well, well, do you think the Dominic Cruz fight was stopped too early? Oh, way too early. Dominic was coming back to his feet, dude. He was intelligently defending himself and coming back up. Like, if he's stuck on the ground and, and, and in a fetal position or on, or on knees and hands, then I could justify stopping the fight. But how do you stop a fight when a guy's coming back up to his fight and he still wants to fight? Yeah. I, yeah, I could see it both ways. I mean, yeah, it was quick. Plus, there was only 10 seconds left on the round. You could have given him that one yeah. minute to recover. So. And, dude, Adam, come on, bro. Like, we signed up for this. This is what we signed up to, to go out on our sword. If Dude, look at Gagey. What if they would have stopped the fight in the second? Then he never gets to go on and win the fight. Come on, dude. Like, dude, if you uh, – high-level athletes like me, Dom, guys that have won world titles that are fighting in these high-level world title fights, 
put us to sleep. That's what, that's what we want. That's what we ask for, to go out on our sword. sword. And if you take that away from us, you're robbing of a, us of a fair fight because you don't know what's going to happen after that. You think Stipe should be stripped right now for not fighting? Because he says he can't. Uh, how, how long was his last fight, though? Was, has it been a year yet? <clears throat> I don't know, but he said he can't find training because everything's closed. That's a lie, though. I, I don't like him lying, you know. And he, he, he has lied before. I know he's, he's not a faithful guy, and I don't really trust the guy because he was coming out before saying, oh, Kobe was talking shit to my wife at one of the UFC events. What? Dude, I've never, I've never said one thing to a woman. I respect women. You know, I have two sisters. I grew up with all women. So that was complete bullshit. And, and what he's saying now is bullshit. He, he has keys to get in a gym. He's a world champion UFC. Like, he can go to any gym he wants and, and, and they'll have individualized training and training partners waiting for him. So he needs to stop hiding and fight DC or let DC fight uh, Francis. Yeah. What did you think of uh, the Francis fight? That was pretty scary, huh? Yeah, that was that was crazy, man. Francis is a scary guy, but how could you be scared of anybody with the first name Francis? Good point. It's a very good point. All you got to do is look at him and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Francis." <laughs> is there any female fighter that you're attracted to? No, nah, I'm not attracted to female fighters, to be honest. They're all most of them are just nasty, man. They're training twice a day in gyms. They're all gross. They don't take showers when they go home and. Most of them don't even like guys, you know. They just they, they're lesbians, so nothing against that. See, each their own. Do your, do your own thing, but it's just you know I, I got no interest in any girl fighters. I mean, they're all just disgusting. Now, Paige Van Zant's uh, husband Austin said he beat you in wrestling. Is this true? You, Adam, you know that's fake news. I'm, get, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I beat I beat that guy 15 to zero in the first round, Adam. 15 to he, zero. I teched him. Damn. That's what he said. He did say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I mean, come on, there's levels to this shit. He's good though. He's actually really good, dude. He's he's a stud, dude. He's. I remember when I wrestled him, I was like, this guy is fucking strong. He just he had no cardio, and and everybody knows I'm the cardio king. So, you know, if if he could learn to relax and and use that strength to his advantage, and could serve his energy, he could be a really good fighter. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, listen, Colby. Uh, any any questions for Colby, Joe, or Greg? The, the I have a question. Yes. Once you get the 170 pound belt, would you ever consider making a run at 155 for the belt or 185? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I started my my career at 185. I wasn't cutting any weight because I weigh 185 pounds soaking wet. So, you know, I wouldn't mind going up to 85. And I believe my skills against Israel match up very well. I just don't think he could handle my pressure and constant in his face attitude. You know, I'm not going to let him sit away at striking range and, and strike at me. And, you know, I could all, I could honestly make like 160, 162, at, you know. So if Khabib wants to do a super fight and meet in the middle of the 60, 65 weight class, we could do that too. And and we know the sheep fucker has no chance against me. That guy has has no wrestling. He's not going to out-wrestle me. No wrestling. For shit. He's got amazing <laughs> No wrestling. Bro, if wrestling. If wrestling was easy, they would call it Sambo, Adam. Come on. His wrestling, <laughs> his wrestling is not easy. Yeah. wrestling. Who's he wrestling? He's wrestling all these jobbers, these fucking nobodies. He ain't wrestling. He's fighting everybody at lightweight. Dude, they're all boxers. Fucking Ally Aquinta. Ally Aquinta was a good wrestler. No, he wasn't. Come on, Adam. Get out of here. Adam, stop defending. Stop defending him, man. He's never fought anybody with any kind of wrestling credentials. He'll, he'll get exposed soon. Michael Johnson was a wrestler. <laughs> You're funny, man. You are so funny. Hey, 
Is that how you make it in Hollywood, being a comedian? Come on. You just make these funny-ass jokes up Michael all the time? Johnson. <laughs> good Michael Johnson's a good wrestler, no? Adam, man, I love you. You always make me laugh, dude. You're hilarious. Uh, you are hilarious. I love you, Adam. I love you too, man. So that's uh, – <laughs> All right, so, uh, Greg, any questions for the great Colby Covington? Yeah, you know, you've done a lot of two, so threesomes, probably foursomes. Do you ever do the stack? Where you What's just the stack? stack? Where you just make them lie on top of each other and you fuck them one down the bottom and then all the way back to the top? I can't say I've ever done that. Is it pretty is Well, it next fun? time we talk to you, I want to know that you have. Let's make that okay. a goal. Cool. I want to try and get some video confirmation for you if I do it. Because I'm not going to come back with fake stories, Greg, and be like, oh, I did this, I did that. I'm not Tyrone Woodley. So if, <laughs> if I have something, I'll come back with confirmation. I, I, and I'll believe you. I will believe you. <laughs> Colby, back, back when I used to be fun and have threesomes and enjoy my life, uh, I would always notice that, like, <laughs> With the I wife right there. I would always notice that, like, one girl was hotter than the other girl. Oh, I paid attention to the one that wasn't as hot. If you go with the hot one, then she feels like, all right, we're both going to leave. You have to go to the one that wasn't as hot. So that way, the other girl will get kind of insecure and try harder. Is it, Was that your tactic as well? Yeah, that was my tactic as well. But, you know, I learned that, you know, that when you don't give one attention, they'll come out and try and, and drag your name through the mud and make you seem like you're a piece of shit person for it. What, is that what, wow, is that what happened with you? That's what happened with me. I don't know if you remember. There was this girl, uh, Kelsey Monroe. She tried to come out. I wasn't giving her any attention. She tried to come out and like, oh, Colby's a piece of shit. That never happened, this and that. And just like trying to drag my name through the mud made me look like a piece of shit. But really, she was just mad that, you know, I didn't have any feelings for her. Mm. It happens. What, what can you do, bro? Listen, this is, you know what they call this? They call this the reflection of perfection. <laughs> who, who calls it that? You? No, the people. Why do you think I'm a people's champ? You know what they call this? The bottom of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the bottom of the barrel, everybody knows that's where the best is at. That's right. Smart and final. That's what they (laughs) (laughs) End of the road. Uh, Kobe, thank you so much, man. Came to watch you fight again. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. I really appreciate it, man. My brother. Thanks a lot, Adam. Thanks for having me. Good talking with you, Greg and Joe. And, uh, Take care, guys. Stay safe and healthy the out man, there. Bro. Thank Hopefully you. Soon. Have a good one. Thank Peace. you. Later, boys. Later. All right, that was Colby Covington. <laughs> what a guy, man. I got to tell you, can't. It's, it's hard not to love the guy. You know, the guy's a great – he's a great performer, a great fighter, and just, I mean, he, he's great. He's great, uh, you know, with, with running his mouth. I mean, he's fucking and he, great. And he, he backs it all up. I mean – He does. And you know what? He's being honest. None of it's coming, you know, from from uh, any place other than his honest opinion. That's what he truly, honestly feels, and you know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's hilarious. So, holy shit, is he funny? Like, is this, he, he, he. I think he wants to go into pro wrestling. I think he's got a, a huge career in pro wrestling after MMA if he wants to. Well, I mean, he's adopted the Trump style of insults, and so that's that plays right into it. It's perfect. Hell yeah. You know, he had all the, the fake newsmen, the whole, everybody, journeyman, George. I mean, he, I mean, it's right out of the Trump playbook. And I got to tell you, it works for him like a charm. I think this is where it belongs, though. I think it belongs in sports. I think it belongs in entertainment. In this, in this venue, I think it's fucking hilarious. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's definitely also filling a niche of like, um, you know, I mean, so much of MMA fan base. Uh, and look, I'm not a liberal and I'm not a conservative. I'm an independent. I'll vote whoever I think. Absolutely. So, 
So, but I think that a lot of our, a lot of MMA fan base are, you know, conservatives and they don't have anyone really to kind of represent their feeling and how, how they feel. And he's perfect for that, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right. There is a very strong, you know, uh, red stripe through the UFC fan base, which is fine. You know, and he, and he taps right into that. And again, it's genuine. It's not like he made this up and decided to go with it. It's real, man. He's a genuine article. And, and I love that. I love that about him. I don't have to agree with him politically to not enjoy the motherfucker for what he is. He's fantastic. Absolutely. Well, that's our podcast. Thank you everybody for watching. Uh, Greg, what do you have coming up? Anything? Uh, I think I'm going to probably get high and have lunch. Nice. Cool. Uh, Wean Dog, you? I'm going to get lunch and then get high. All right. (laughs) This Friday night, I'm doing a Zoom comedy show. Uh, Link will be in my bio on Instagram, at Adam Comedian. Uh, By the way, Adam, thank you for having me on the show. Dude, I got to tell you, Ween Dog, I don't know if you saw the Friday show. Okay, so I I figure I'm doing a standard 10, 12 minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. And I come on, and there's nobody else. First of all, last show, there was like eight people. This time, there's nobody else. And he fucked up the link. So people are showing up like, like, so he goes, Greg, I need you to do 20 to 25. I gave this out is the, the comedy I show. Out, I gave out the wrong link. And uh, he gave out the wrong link. So he's focused on doing the tech. Eventually we had a hundred people, but while he was on, I had to email everyone. Sorry, I gave you the wrong link. Look, right. It took me, it took me 20 years to master regular comedy shows. No, uh, listen, I get it. I just, I was, I was just up there just tap dancing my fucking ass off. And I'm like, I'm like, of all the times to not book another comic. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciated it, man. And I, I understood what was happening. And, you want to do it again Friday? Huh? Friday again? You down again or no? Uh, I think I'm all right for this one. <laughs> well, because here's the other thing is I was in the middle of a poker game when that happened. I have a regular Friday night poker. You asked to be on the show. Well, You're yes. Like, and I, like, wait, wait, hold on. You told hold me you were on, on my show. Hold on. Yes. It normally 10 to 12 minutes, that's fine. I just sit out and it just t- I lose a couple blinds and it's totally fine. But over 20 minutes, now I, I lost, you know, now I lose a couple, you know, uh, bigger losses. So it ended up actually costing me a lot more than, because I'd already, I had a bad run at the beginning and lost like three fucking hands. So I was already, so it ended up fucking me deep. So I think this, this Friday, I'll just stick to the game. I, all right. Well, no problem. But I still appreciated it. I'm not saying that, you know, I, it was just, uh, I thought it would be a quick dip out, do the set and come back. And it just turned out to be a little bit longer, but I appreciate you letting me have this. I, I love doing it. And I always love working with you. Well, you know. I just tried to text Colby. You really are the best. It came out. You really are the last. I'm like, great. Oh uh, no. Uh, well, um, the best anyway. Uh, great. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you everybody for watching. Um, make sure that you comment on Instagram, on, on YouTube, uh, comment, fucking share it, tell everyone how great it is. Also the SoundCloud, comment on iTunes, uh, and, uh, take care. Tune is on to hook, Jim Dorpotan. Tadastotan Dorpotamoro, tadastotan.